back, ladies and gents, and in between to Adult Shit the Podcast with a one, with a one, and only Kate and Kelsey. Hello. Guys, it's, uh, it's, it's been a, (laughs) it's been a time. We've had some time since the last pod, which apparently you guys did not like so much because we only cracked the top 20. No, we did it. We didn't crack the top 20. No, we got to 21. Yeah. Oh, that's not correct. <laughs> numbers are hard for me. Um, I have dyscalculia, which is the numbers version of dyslexia. Well, that's not what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Solid fucking point. Get you a friend who can call you on your shit. Uh, Kate, you come yet? Come update. I, I want to do it. I want to do it like I'm on a mission. Like I want to go like. <laughs> Kelsey coming in for Kate. Yeah, Kate, copy. <laughs> Uh, can you come yet? It's dark down here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot more complicated than I thought, and uh, as of right now, there is no comage. However, we did find out I come ideas. Oh, this is funny. <laughs> tell, uh, tell them what the fuck you mean by that, because if I heard that, I didn't. I would. Yeah, they'd be like, um, way to be so pretentious. I come art, bitch. <laughs> I mean, technically, isn't it an orgasm its own form of oh, art? Okay, Guys, I'm sober. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, no, tell us about the idea comes. Okay, so I was like, all right, I'm going to try it out a little time yesterday mm-hmm. before a birthday party I was going to. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, this is a good time to try it. I was feeling a little, you know. Horny. You can say it. I was feeling horny. (laughs) (laughs) Anything in particular get you in the mood? Grease with John Travolta. Really? That fucking chin? Oh, my God. Are you fucking for realsies right now? Yes, I'm for realsies. He oozes sexuality. Are you joking? No. Dude, we got to do a poll right now. I was attracted to him in freaking hairspray. Oh, coat. Yeah. To me, he looks like a wax figure IRL. Oh, my God. He just looks like... up, baby. Take me down to pound town. No. No, I will not. I will not agree with you You're a fool. We should... We should actually devote an entire episode to... To why John Travolta is not Why I'm going to try to convince you... No. You will... Sorry, my body just did that when you were talking. Wow, that was good. Uh, he, he does nothing, nothing for me. He literally lights my fire. So what about him made you want to rub yourself? Um, what didn't? <laughs> Are you kidding me? He is, he is the perfect jawline. He has a nice little voice. I freaking love him. He can move. You're dancing right now but it's a podcast and no one can see you dancing <laughs> except for those watching on youtube.com slash boldly which those people can also go subscribe on itunes you maybe just subscribe on itunes okay so anyway so i was feeling like okay let's go try to let's go try to do it right so i'm going going and i'm like oh this feels good and then all of a sudden i'm like i know what you talk about on the next podcast <laughs> i immediately stop i text kelsey i'm like hey so i was trying to masturbate but i got this really good idea instead <laughs> Which, like, that, I guess, is it just you aren't, like, focusing all the way on your... I just think, I feel like everything I do, I need something productive to come out of it. Mm. So I'm just like, oh, You're not wasting your time, you feel like? Yeah. So if I lay down even to, like, take a little little rest or something, I'm like, but after this, I will do this. On contraire, what if masturbating does do something for you? Like, oh, I don't know, stress relief, um, self love you're 
talking about a lot of stuff that I pay a lot of money to learn how to incorporate into my daily. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I have therapy. I don't need to masturbate. Dude. It's so a, it just didn't happen? Yeah, it just didn't happen. Uh, can I ask how many times you try a week? No, bitch. Okay. <laughs> I once again came this morning. <laughs> but I also think that it it's like, I still feel like we've talked about this mm-hmm. before and it'll come up a lot. It'll uh, come up a lot? Oh my God. <laughs> but like just feeling guilt for anything. Like mm. even if I go and I'm like, I do like, you know, one nice thing for myself, I will feel an overwhelming sense of guilt for mm. it. So I think that this is a, a long time coming. Yeah, you guys. I, as a friend, I just know that I'm in the stands rooting for you. Thanks, man. That's going to make it less awkward okay. when I do it. Okay. Thinking, Dude, I just I think so many people are rooting for you to come. Like, I hate that. Why? It's, it doesn't it add more pressure, no pun intended. Yes, dude. No one's ever come from the wrong type of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> you might oh, actually no. be backing me up. Um, <sighs> Oh, wait, how is your um, sober? Wow, so guys, I did 30 days last week of sober well, them. Last week was the end of the 30 last days. Week the end of 30 days. <laughs> and then the night that the sobriety month was over, I went to, I was on a activity with my fuck buddy. It's not a date, because it's your fuck buddy and it's an activity. You're just Dissolve. doing things with I can't your wait. Fuck buddy. I can't wait for this shit to hit the fan. If you go eat to out to eat with your fuck buddy. You're just eating with your fuck buddy. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so we went to a bar with a couple other friends and I had, well, I ordered a whiskey uh, ginger and mm-hmm. then I was like, this is just not the drink I want to come back to. Sure. I want wine. That's my drink. That's, that's my brand. Drink. That's my staple. So I had three glasses <laughs> uh, within a span of, oh, I don't know, 20 minutes. And I was fucking drunk as a skunk. And then I woke up the next morning and I felt... You know what? I didn't feel hungover, but that I felt shitty that night because I was yeah. I was like, oh, I don't like how I am that much when I'm drunk because I yeah. wasn't like paying attention to the people I was talking to, mm-hmm. and they were talking to me, and I was just kind of like in my own drunk head. And then I realized, like, I think maybe I'm not that great. I'm not as great as I think I am drunk. Yeah, maybe. All those years I've been just using it as like a buffer to like this is my real personality. Yeah, this is what is people like about me. Yeah, and it no, turns you're, out you're, you're I real. don't like it about me. Yeah. I think it's, I think I'm fine, uh, Sobe. So, so I've decided to kind of extend the sobriety into December. December? I don't know why I'm abbreviating like everything. It's more like a balance. Yeah. So, like, last night I did have a glass of wine at dinner. And then, yeah. like, two nights ago when we were all hanging out, I stayed sober. We went out to a couple parties. And yeah. I did not stay sober. No, time. no, no. Kate drank. And we went on a grilled cheese hunt. Friday night I was, like, I had, like, two glasses of wine. Oh. And then I was good to go. Oh. But then, and they tried to give me a shot, and I was like, absolutely not. And then I didn't finish that beer, remember? I bought it. Yeah, Kate turned down a beer, or Kate left a beer on the table, which, God, let me tell you something, kids, because I know a lot of kids are listening to this. The best, the best part about adulthood is learning that you can leave alcohol on the table. Learning that you don't have There's to like chug. a couple waitresses listening or like waiters listening being like, um, could you fucking not? <laughs> it take, it's really hard to carry that full glass back. Make but up like, your mind before you buy it. Think about how many times you've gone a little over the edge past like yeah. the drunkness you need to be because right. you were like, oh, let me just like finish this shot or like, oh, let me just chug it. Oh, everyone finish your round. Like, you're not going to finish that. Okay, I'll chug it. And it's like, 
there's something about having like a little bit more mm. money mm -hmm. and a little bit more knowledge that you I just, just be like, oh, I don't need it. I don't fucking I don't need, need it. it. Yeah, it's nice. But the you, next night I got. Yeah, the next <laughs> night you got. <laughs> but pretty, everyone was like pretty drunk. It was. Uh, uh, we went to a friend's house who's also a Buzzfeeder. Yeah. And his boyfriend makes incredible cocktails, like handmade, yeah. oh my fucking God, crushed so good. fruits and so shit. Freddie and I are just there and we're drinking it. And then I was, just, before we do it, we we're like, all right, let's go party. And then. <laughs> And I was like, I'm going to go home because I'm sober. I texted an entire group text of like 19 people, and I only know maybe like five numbers in it. What the fuck? One of my friends started it for a Halloween party a while ago, and we'll, wow. just, we'll just keep up with it every so often. Oh, and that's so funny. Someone had like, uh, we, we were making plans earlier, but then there was a smaller group of people going out, and they were texting me, but I was drunk enough to be like, I see them. I hear you. I'm still going to text. I'm going to reply to the whole entire group. Nice. So it's just like, I'm online. <laughs> what? I'm like, online? I'm in line. Oh, okay. That's I was like, confusing. oh, cool for me when I wake up the next day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a good. But also, that's what those group texts are for. I don't that's think you funny. should make yourself feel so bad. Oh, boy, oh, boy, do I make myself feel bad. Yeah, that's your favorite so, thing. It's my, I, it's seriously what I'm the best at. I get where you've been, but I also, I'm not you, so I don't know what's going to make you, like, snap the fuck out of it. I know. Yeah, it's hard. I, like, I woke up then, and then I hung out with the same people that I was with the night before, and I guess to one, like, I thought this was being really funny. Like, I like when people are just obnoxious. Mm -hmm. I love it. Is that why you hang out with me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this one guy said, said, like, one of my friends was, said something to me. I don't remember what it was, and I just went, kidding. I was like, wow, asshole. And then I got <laughs> Freddie to chant asshole with me. At what? Him. It was like, asshole, asshole. And I, like, I didn't, I thought it was probably hilarious at the time, but he talked to me the next day. He's like, did I, like, do something? And I was like, no, no. I fucked up. A I, lot I, comes out. I just think I don't give a shit mm. then when I'm drunk. And so I'm just like, fuck you, fuck you. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. Everyone's an asshole. Maybe that's called projection. Yeah, I hate myself. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about how we can hate ourselves a little less this coming week because of the event that is happening on Thursday night for us? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the day that this comes out, uh, we'll have our company holiday, holiday party, party, which every year is a big, huge event. The company puts a lot of uh, effort into a lot of effort. Let's keep throwing a massive... I mean, we have a great culture here at BuzzFeed. Like, we have a lot of events, yeah. a lot of drinking events, a lot of parties. We celebrate a lot of different holidays. We keep and the, the morale up. Yeah, we keep the morale up. And so this is kind of like the penultimate party of this the year. Did you just say penultimate? Yeah, what's the word? Pinnacle? No. Penultimate. Penultimate? Yeah, that's a word. Isn't it a word? I think it's a word. Siri, define penultimate. Okay, I found this on the web. For oh, it means next to last. So it's not the penultimate <laughs> party. Okay, look, I'm learning words are really hard for me. I went to public school and then dropped out of three colleges. I am Elsie, not. it's one mi mi mistake. Okay. You're, you say, I beat myself up. <laughs> you made well, one mistake, and then you're like, it's because I dropped out of three colleges and was never taught. It's right. imposter syndrome. I feel like I'm not allowed to use big words because I didn't go to big fancy schools. I went to one fancy school. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. The holiday party, baby, it's happening. So we're going to talk about things not to do at a holiday party. Yeah. Uh, Based last off of things that we've done at a holiday or, party. Or uh, no, that have happened. Uh, last year's holiday party 
party, I think, was the greatest hol holiday party of all time. It was. The company rented out Harry Potter World at Universal Studios, which if you guys know anything about me and Kate, we Woo! fucking love, like it was a dream come true. We had the whole park to ourselves. It truly felt like Hermione. So we, we got to eat in the Great Hall. We got to ride all the rides as many times as Great. we wanted. Ooh. No joke, I think I rode the Flight of the Hipp Hippogriff like 20 times in a row. We yeah. just all, and we're in like these big fancy gowns and these nice dresses and just running around Harry Potter World shit-faced. Oh. Open bar. Um, That's where I made my mistakes. Yeah, let's talk about what you shouldn't do. Number one thing you shouldn't do at a holiday party, for sure, top of the list, Kate. What I did? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I got really, really drunk and... Uh, Pretty quickly, might I add. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, no line, no problem. <laughs> at one point, I was like, give me two, and just like drank yeah, it. Yeah, they and can't was, say no. And he just looked at me like, I'm, uh, fuck you. But then... I got like really drunk and I went up to our boss. A big, very important <laughs> boss. And I was like, listen, you know what? I'm worried about my dad. <laughs> I'm worried about him, you know? Like I just worry for his heart. He's getting up there and like, you know, his, he doesn't like it. You know, he, he just goes through stuff and he does so much for us. And I just want to make sure he takes care of himself. And he looks at me like, what? That's the other thing. is Because I didn't go up and say, how are you doing? Like, I wasn't, like, yeah. you know, pissing around the issue. I was just sort of like, listen, man, let's hunker down and let me <laughs> tell you about why I'm worried about my dad's heart. Oh, my God. And how did he respond? He was great. Yeah. He was, yeah, we talked about it because it was like, I mean, I, I really enjoyed that conversation. He was, like, a real human about it because I wasn't I was up there say, trying to, like, kiss ass or anything. You, it is I was a, too drunk. It was a, it's a weird night, right, when, like, yeah. everyone's on the same level. No one, there's no, like, VIP yeah. section where, like, the bosses get to sit. Right. There, you know, well, just Interns are there. Like, there's no power yeah. dynamics at a holiday party, which can also be very dangerous. Thank God that's all I talked about. Yeah, because I think y you, uh, I get, like, I don't know. Maybe the number one rule is, like, don't be the drunkest person at your holiday party the same way you don't want to be the drunkest person at, like, a frat party or, Ooh. like, a football game. Try and always look around and find one other person that's drunker than you. Yeah, that's a good motto. Second, just going to throw this out there from experiences i may or may not have had spoiler alert it me uh, <laughs> don't hook up with a coworker. just don't don't shit where you fucking eat because you might end up dating them for eight months and having to hide that relationship <laughs> from the entire internet you all posted pickies we never posted pickies like saying we were a couple when you're on a couple's fucking retreat we everyone... weren't on a couple's what are you talking yes. about you guys went to Santa Bubra. Yeah, but with other friends. Couples. Okay. Other couples. Whatever. The point is, don't hook up with your coworkers at a holiday party because... I beg to differ. <laughs> I, but, like, here's why. Especially don't hook up with them if, like, it's been something that's been, like, lingering in the air. Don't make this holiday party the time I to do agree. it. To close. Because, I don't Because this is what we call an excuse to do it, okay? If you really want to hook up with them. It's and the gift of the season. Form some sort of relationship. Do it oh, not yeah. at the holiday party. Do Look, it. I, I think, think it because here's the thing. Huh. You know they're not an axe murderer. No, you fucking don't. You have a pretty good idea that they're probably Yo, not nine an to five. murderer. The guy from Psycho had a nine to five. They did a really good job. And I, I'm not discouraging workplace relationships because we are workaholics. We do nothing but work, so it's really hard for us to date outside of like... It would be convenient. Like, our industry. You shit where you eat. Or. Don't shit where you eat. Or. Don't listen to Kate. Or you could have dessert where you also eat. No. Because yeah. guess what? Eventually you're going to either 
relationships end one of two ways, baby. You either are together or you're not. And if you're not, well, that's then not how you end. You well, end together. Okay, you either end up together or you don't. Right. And, and then it, you could be an adult about it and be like, yeah, but guess what, Kate? Adults can't always be adults. You all right, buddy? No, <laughs> I'm not all right. Okay, I'm like I could handle it. I'm fine with making work. Because oh. then, like, what happens if you get put on a project and you have, you know, a power struggle or like you're in meetings or like people find out like do you really want to be the the hot goss of the town of the office i don't think anyone cares the hot goss of the off case sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'm just Uh, saying i think just just it's one night it's one fucking oh here's one other thing i did at the holiday party Mm -hmm. this is a good lesson maybe in general that i learned from it. it not last year but the year before we had a holiday party and they had these what I heard were great macaroni and cheese balls. <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, did you have a macaroni and cheese ball? I was like, no. And then I just kept going back to the bar, getting another drink, and then I was on hot pursuit of macaroni and cheese balls for a solid hour. Nice. Running around like, have they been here? Because you were drunk? Yeah, and okay. I wanted them so And you badly. had like a mission. Yeah, and then I realized I wasted a good amount of the party pursuing these macaroni and cheese balls, and then I found out they were gone. They were gone. And Mary Kate. Here's the thing. If I had just stayed in one place, mm-hmm. I, they would have come to me. And I don't think wow, that, that is that a metaphor? Ju- exactly. Wow. I don't think it's just about macaroni. <laughs> I think it's also about, you know, sometimes things. If you're just going to, you know. Don't go out and find it. Wait for them to come to you if it's meant to happen. Or go out and then enjoy yourself. And maybe yeah. the macaroni mm-hmm. will come to you. Maybe and if someone offers you a macaroni and cheese ball, take it. Unless they're your co-worker. Then and maybe if you know that your friend likes belong. macaroni and cheese balls, take one for them. I think it's the Because maybe she's in the bathroom and maybe she wanted one. Just have fun. Don't don't make it a whole fucking I'm thing about macaroni. Mad. I'm Still the whole night it. does not need to be about macaroni balls. Who do you want to fuck at the office? <laughs> I can't answer that. <laughs> if you had to fuck no, three people no. at BuzzFeed. This is an HR oh, nightmare. I know, but it's quite funny because I don't think HR listens to this podcast. So uh, those are our tips for... <laughs> Jesus Christ! For your company holiday parties or your next week, it'll be things not to say on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now we're going to answer a fan question that came to us from Instagram from a little gal named Kcecia. Sorry, girl. She asked. Okay, so I have a question for the next episode. I'm 19 and completely inexperienced. Never been kissed inexperienced. I just started dating or like being open to the idea of dating. How do I hint to guys that I have no clue what I'm doing without doubting myself? I want to enjoy it, but I also overthink. Love the podcast. It's so empowering to listen to it. I feel like you're my older friends giving advice. Thank you so much, A. B. Listen, if there's anyone who really can't help you, babe, it's me. <laughs> I honestly, this is something that I deal with all of the time. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to get that. Like, there is a language I'm assuming that people do. Uh, honestly, and this is might be really bad mm-hmm. advice. No. Well, I think we just have really different advice on this subject. Uh, it's the, also, like, just because you're 19, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, look, Kate's 28, and she's never came. There's no... <laughs> Sorry. A whole big bag of fuck you. Fuck you. I have a lot of deep-seated issues, you thundercut. <laughs> <laughs> A 
age means nothing. Yeah, so, there's no Like, there's so limit. much pressure, especially in high school, to be like, I was the last one to have sex and get kissed. I was 15. But still, I was the last one out of my friendship group yeah. to lose all my yeah. virginities, things like that. Yeah, and I mean, it's also like everyone is different. You might want certain things that are different than what other people want. Mm -hmm. And there's, so you could be attracted to different things. You could, maybe you don't really want someone all that like close yeah. to you right now or, or whatever. Just whatever it is that you want to do, go ahead and do that. And I think the thing to keep in mind, and this is something that I really have to work on myself, is if someone's not interested in you, it is a hundred percent them. Yeah. It's them, and it's just you know, it's just one thing that they're just like, it's just not happening for me. In the same way that you might not mm -hmm. be interested in other people, um, I think what I would do a lot of times is I would really project um, mm -hmm. my own insecurities onto this other person. I still do this, and so even when there's like an opportunity to like flirt or kind of be with this person or whatever, I immediately am like really friendly. I like call them dude a whole bunch oh, yeah. and like, yeah, you know, like I just sort of like, I, I get nervous and yeah. I like, I don't know. And I think I just sort of sabotage it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I would say what I've been told and like the best advice I could give is just enjoy the experience. If you're mm, enjoying, if, if the goal is, oh, I need to kiss someone cause I'm running out of time and it's not yeah, cute anymore and I have terrible. to do it right now. Then it's not the, um, then, it's not the time. It, it's, but it's probably not going to, the situation's not right. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, I'm really enjoying this person mm -hmm. and I want to get to know this person more and I like being like close to this person, then enjoy that. Enjoy it. And like maybe touch him on the arm or him or her. Yes. Like, body language is so important. Yeah. Just let yourself, let yourself do what you want to do without thinking I have to do this mm -hmm. or I can't do this. Ooh. That I think is, and believe me. It is much easier said than done. Oh, yeah. Because really hard. I, I've i just riddled with insecurities, mm -hmm. and I just hate myself at almost every second of the day. But you're also great, and you also are it's not what I. That's not what I say it for. I it's just, just the, the reality that I live in. So now. Thank you. Love Maybe you. one day it'll sink it. I love you too, buddy. <laughs> but I just think that you are worth um, figuring out what you like and taking yeah. your time, and it's your own fun experience, and so you don't have the same experiences as everyone else. Fine. Okay, it's fine. And the other piece of advice is more boob. Show more <laughs> boob. It's true. I wore this, like, this exact shirt. Because if you, well, oh, you, you guys can't, can't see it. it. It's a podcast. It's a, Your just, boobs look great. Thank you. It's a low-cut uh, V-neck from, like, Old Navy or something. And I it's just. It's cute. Comfy. Not too high yeah. maintenance. But it shows off your bod. I'll tell you way. what. People talk to me way more because you could just see boobs in it. Not saying that that's what you should do. But if you want to. Amen. And I would say, like, <laughs> it. Just because I started really young doesn't mean that I didn't go through the same thing of, like, not knowing how to show a guy or a girl that I was into them. But, like, body language is super important because yeah. I will say I think it's stupid to believe that men are the only one that can make moves. Although it is really scary to make a move. But something like even just turning your body towards them when you talk or, like, putting your hand on his shoulder yeah. or, like... Putting your hand on his knee if it's wanted. If he reacts weirdly, maybe he doesn't fucking know how to date either. Being honest mm -hmm. about your situation, I wouldn't go in, like, pretending you're a dating expert if you're not. Like, I think, God, honesty is so fucking important in the foundation of just dating, in the foundation of just hooking up, yeah. being honest about what you want. And I think it's okay to admit, be like, yeah, I'm 19 and I've never been kissed. And, like, that's fine i mean it's not something you have to go out on the first date and be like well i've never been kissed but if it yeah. comes up oh and it's okay that if you're like you're not ex 
experience. Is you don't need to let them be in the driver's seat because yeah. you'll still know what you like. I remember like I didn't really make out with anyone at like ever. Well, now I have, but mm -hmm. I like when I was first making it, I was just sort of like hoping that he would take the mm -hmm. the wheel because mm -hmm. I was like, you must know what mm -hmm. is right. And there like I always thought there was like a right and wrong answer mm -hmm. to all this stuff. And there's just not just what you enjoy. Yeah. I stand by the, it's the old movie, he's just not that into you. <laughs> the and old is Oh, I, I don't know. I remember. I feel like oh, I remember watching old it movie. in high school. Heffern, Heffern was it's in. at least 10 years old, I think. Um, but it, the advice kind of still stands. Some of it's a little outdated and sexist, but I firmly believe yeah. if someone is into you, they will find a way to make it fucking happen. It may not be as forward and outgoing as like they will ask you out on a date but they will text you they will send you a funny meme they will find a way to be in your circle if yeah. they like you even if they are shy they will do little things and you just you have to be super aware of it and but that but also that's, goes that's a with double-edged like, sword but then you also have to be someone that is willing to put yourself out yeah. there so I think we also right now, specifically with everything that's happening, mm -hmm. um, I think that if, if I don't actually know who you're you're into, but I just think in general it takes both parties to be like, I'm into this. And mm -hmm. I think that guys right now are probably like, I'm not going to touch. I'm just not going to say shit. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's fine. That's great. Yeah. But that means we have to be a little bit more honest about how we feel about yeah. them and what we want to like happen. And that means that runs the risk of being rejected which is something i know a bunch about baby <laughs> the fear of rejection is far worse than the yeah. actual rejection it sucks at the time but then you're yeah. like it's such a weight off the shoulders like oh you're not interested in me cool now i can that, move now on now you know exactly what it is it's sort of like yeah. if you have a pain somewhere and you're like i don't know what it's coming from or whatever but then once you know what it is you're like oh okay now i know man you and your metaphors are just so good thank you and like truly i mean 19 i felt really grown i felt like i knew a lot i felt like i had been i had you know been in love at least once i had dated around but like you will have so many crushes and you will have so many relationships and i there's this one quote that's like the person for you is out there and you haven't even met them yet. Also, you may not need a person. Like, you may not... It might be a couple people. Yeah, it may be, like, friends. It Maybe it's a pet. Like, Pete has Pete. I don't need I don't need anything else. We put so much pressure on relationships making us happy, specifically, like, romantic relationships. And I yeah. think as long as you are honest, because the second you start lying to yourself about mm -hmm. what you want... It's so easy to yes. lie to other people. You're trying to be like the cool girl. Like, I'm okay with whatever. And if you're honestly not okay with whatever, the second you stop being honest with yourself, you're going to start lying and getting yourself caught up in situations that you're not okay with and only you are going to end up being hurt in the end. It's just that you're going to be unhappy. Communication is key. That's Guys, really we sing a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a really good point. Just that was a really good honest. question. Thank you. Yeah, thank question. you. And if you guys want to ask us more, you can always hit us up on the Twits. The Snapchats, the the Grams. Well, do you Snapchat I, a lot? I don't Snapchat a lot, only for the filters. Oh. When I'm bored, I do like little. What's your Snapchat handle? I don't remember. Okay, mine's Puppy Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> Today's theme, go ahead, Coat, is getting over things. <laughs> and things we haven't gotten over, mm -hmm. and different ways to cope. Ooh, we have had time to learn about things that matter, things that don't matter. I do believe time heals all wounds. I can talk about 
like obviously the it's the first thing I think of when you say like talk when you mentioned you, we should do an episode about getting over things. I was in a very abusive emotional and part physical abusive relationship. I had a, a very close friend who she did not like it obviously and she made, was very vocal about it and I you know all the reasons why someone doesn't get out of an abusive relationship and when I finally did get out of it I spiraled I had never been through something like that it was yeah. one of the hardest relationships I ever had to get out of I, it wasn't a hard time getting over it it was hard getting out of that physical relationship and she broke up with me as a friend mm -hmm. in the hardest oh my god am I gonna cry yeah. I like immediately like my throat is like closed up but like she left me at like the hardest point in my life ever like I was the most down I'd ever been I was the most depressed I of course wasn't acting like it I was like I'm fine it's gonna be fine I don't care everything's fine yeah and she basically was like you are ruining your own life and I'm not gonna stand by and watch it happen yeah and to me that was like <laughs> the biggest fuck you a friend could ever do to you that's a worse betrayal than like the relationship I had just gotten out of mm -hmm. and she was supposed to be the one that I leaned on she was the one supposed to be the one that took all my shit and yeah. you know it wasn't until years later that I was able to go like no she had to do that for herself and for you and for me yeah because I it, otherwise she, she would be enabling you like I still kind of have this not anger, like I hope she's doing well. I hope her life is, you know, yeah. panned out for the best. But there is a part of me that will never like really forgive her. I mean, that's kind of just how I got over it was with time and uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's really hard. I think it's also like when you're hurting so badly and there's no way that you're ever like in an abusive relationship that you aren't, they make sure that you feel insecure all yeah. the time. I, I was in like, he, he wasn't ever physically abusive and we weren't even in a full relationship i was just like if i hang around yeah. enough maybe we'll, mm. you know and he was just so mean to me and like mean about you know all that sort of stuff so i make they make sure you feel insecure so if you're already feeling super insecure the weirdest part about insecurity is that it becomes your whole yeah. thing and you actually get blinded to everyone oh, yeah. else's needs and feelings and emotions yeah. i didn't so, give a fuck what she thought so when when they're like you're hurting me you're like i'm I'm crumbling inside. Yeah. How am I hurting you? How do you not see that my, and it's a weird moment where yeah. you, because you hate yourself so much, you can't even possibly fathom that you are putting your own needs in yeah. front of someone else's, mm -hmm. but you're also not dealing with your needs mm -hmm. in like a, a healthy way. So it's a really, really hard thing for someone to, and I bet it was really hard for her too. Mm -hmm to walk away from and the friendship. And that's the thing is like, I didn't see that. Like there wasn't, she was not like, I'm sorry, I have to do this. Like yeah. I'm really hurting too. She literally wrote me like an email that was like, I just don't want to be associated with you anymore. I think you're a toxic friend. And I like, I never saw her feel any remorse or sadness. And I think that's why I harbored so much anger because like a friend breakup is so much different than a breakup breakup. Cause right. you, you, that's like, ugh, like, imagine if we just stopped talking tomorrow. That's yeah. how sudden and, yeah. like, pulled the rug out from underneath me it felt like. But, you know, it's been a while. I don't know. I, I could see us... No, that's not true. I, I don't think I could see us ever being friends again. That's what's weird is that sometimes you get to a point where you're like, oh, I can't actually be friends with this person anymore. And I don't think I really want to. The end of my story is I was a disaster. I deserved it, grew from it, learned from it. Yeah. I'm a fuck up. What's your story? Basically, I haven't gotten over anything in, <laughs> in my life. I really haven't. I like, it's really hard for me to just get over things because to get over it in my head, it means 
back to good, back mm. to good and back to where we were and we're right back to this place instead of being like, yeah, you know, and now we're just not gonna be like that anymore. Like there's someone who was a friend and then this whole thing happened and now I don't, like we were trying, like I could feel us trying to be friends, but it's also like hard because there is a place where you could hurt someone too much mm. and it's just sort of like, yeah, but I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna do it again. Yeah, Sorry. it's and not like, worth it. Yeah, both of you are sort of like, ah, we were such good friends, but too much has happened now. Yeah. I think that what I want to learn with like getting over things is how to look at a situation objectively. Ooh, girl, preach. Because I just, I mean, it's the, the second I'm in a fight or a tiff or there's like a oh, disagreement, it's I me. It. I just, I'm like, I did this. I did something bad and wrong. Wow. And it's like, even... Confrontation sucks. It's, it yeah. makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. Like, I feel really bad about having talked about something like a couple podcasts ago. And it was a situation that I sort of looked at because I was like, uh, I, it was a thing that I was just talking about earlier about like, I thought that because I liked this person that everyone knew, you know mm. what I mean? That, that they would have to know. And then them not liking me the way I like them. I was like, oh, it's because of this, that, or the other thing. It's just, you see what you want to see, mm. you know? And I want, it's this weird thing where I don't want to do this anymore, but it's almost like I'm so used to being hurt mm. and being alone. And so I just sort of make situations where that'll be the outcome. Mm. And even when I'm like looking at people, it, a lot of times I'll see someone, I'm like, oh, you're really, really attractive. And I'll just be like, I don't stand a chance. Like there's no yeah. way I could ever be with you or like you. And then I just get really in on myself and I harbor all of it instead of yeah. just being like, hey, I kind of like you. Uh, so, so there's that. You know what so I mean? So you also did something that was, I think, good advice for getting over something. It's like, apologize when you're wrong. Yeah. I, my perspective on it was very much one-sided. Yeah. And I think that when you feel insecure, I saw it the way I wanted. I wasn't seeing it correctly. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be mad. I wanted to be like, instead of just being like, oh, this is unfortunate that this mm -hmm. person doesn't feel the same way. I wanted to be like, this person's a bad person mm -hmm. and they fucked up. You know what I mean? Like I wanted it to be like, I was over here doing nothing. You know what it's I mean? It's crazy like, how much we blame ourselves and also are victim to our own fucking shit that we do in our head. Like yeah. our heads are scary places to be. There's a lot of shit going on up yeah. here a lot of the time. Yeah. And I could see the, like, that's what's weird too is like sometimes I'll say to my friends like, oh, I fucked up. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm such an asshole. And I could see the pain in their eyes being like, don't talk about my friend that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it, for me, it's just, it's always been that way. Growing up, it was just very easy to take on other people who are mm -hmm. around me, like take on their emotions and be like, I just didn't have even emotions of my own. Wow. Like at all. It was just sort of like, I'll just- Everyone else. Everyone else, I'll deal with mine. I'll make, I would just make believe in my room. I would just like act out full scenes, like fully alone. Like really just make up whole story plots where I could get these emotions out. Yeah. And if I needed to cry, I would make up a scene in my head and yeah. I'd act it out and then I'd start crying. That sounds insane. <laughs> Uh, wow. <laughs> I mean, like, that sounds like so much effort. Yeah. I'm not well. <laughs> I don't know how else I could possibly say no, that. No, but, like, that just, that, like, I, I mean, I guess it comes with, like, you never feeling like you had the right to have your own feelings. Right, and I would also sort of kind of try to gauge ahead of mm. time what people were going to feel. Mm. So be like... Instead of just like asking and knowing what it was. Or not caring, letting them deal with their own feelings. It was oh, like when yeah. someone had a feeling, everyone had to be around that person. It was everyone's responsibility. Mm. So that's how I like look at them now, like emotions yeah. and whatnot is 
if you're sad, it is my duty, wow. duty to <laughs> like make you feel better. Wow. And then if I'm sad yeah. too, but if you're sad, doesn't matter if I'm sad anymore. Wow. That's yeah, that's how it is. So it was interesting too because a lot of the stuff that you think in your head is just such bullshit. Yeah. Like it really is, guys. And yeah. It, like, and it kind of ties into another maybe thing of advice, but like forgetting over things. Letting yourself have time to feel things. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is the, the, the thing? truth of it. Is that I walk around with those thoughts constantly. It is no surprise to me that I can't figure out basic flirting and basic human interaction. Because I'm over there being like, run out of time, man. We're going to start sagging. We're going to start taking pills. How are your knees? Like, this is what's in my head. And they're just sort of like, this music, huh? You're an like overthinker. A, I'm a fucking nutcase walking well, around being like... Are. Let's analyze that. Where are you coming from? Who was mean to you in your childhood? Did you have anyone to depend on? But, like, at least, I get, I can't stop saying that at least you're honest about it. And, like, maybe you just need to be a little bit more outside, a little more vocal to whoever you're dealing with. Um, you have a piece of hair. Get it. It oh. might actually be on my lip. No, it's not. Ow! Just kidding. Oh, it, maybe it, it is. is. Can I get it? <gasps> I didn't get it. Ew, fuck you! I got it! I fucking got it! Sorry, guys, I really needed to take care of that. Uh, My lip's all red. <laughs> no, it's not. I promise it's not. It looks good. Okay, let's talk about, like, romantically. Because I know we have definitely different experiences. Okay, yeah. With let's that. talk about that. Um, I've been broken up with a lot. A lot. I've done breaking up a few times, but the big, big ones, the big heartaches have always happened to me. And I think it's a combination of even when I knew it was time to leave, I didn't want to be the one that did the breaking up, so I would have rather been hurt mm. than just taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. So then that gave me a lot of time to be sad, baby. Oh, she liked being sad for a while. Yeah. Uh, the biggest, most devastating breakup I went through, uh, I laid in bed for five days taking Xanax and sleeping and so much to the point where uh, he sent his friend over to my apartment to make sure I was still alive because I wasn't answering my phone. I wish I would have done what everyone always fucking says to do. I wish I would have blocked his number, unfollowed him on everything, mm -hmm. and just taken time to like mourn the relationship yeah. because I kept throwing my hat back into the ring that he was not accepting. And I kept being like, well, let me try it this way. Let me do this thing. Maybe if I post a sexy Instagram or like sometimes, yeah, take a trip to Vegas and put all that shit on the internet, maybe yeah. then he'll see that he wants me back. And like none of it was working. Yeah. And instead of just fucking being sad and like doing all the motions of going out with your friends, talking about it until they're fucking hating you, going to eat, like... There's also, like, the steps of grief. You were mm. you were in denial for oh, a little yeah. bit longer. I think oh, that's yeah, kind baby. of important, too, is, like, not... Which, again, practice what you preach, buddy, but <laughs> it's, like, the stages of grief mm. and who's to say how long one should last? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. you were in. You were they going, say that, like, it takes... Half of the time no, of the relationship. No, sex in the city. Sex in the city said, said that. it. And it is fucking bullshit. <laughs> I, I held on to, like, love for years. Yeah. And we only dated for, like, eight months, six months. Like, there were times there that I... There are people I, I haven't gotten over that I haven't dated. <laughs> 
But truly, and then there were people that like I got that I dated for years and got over immediately because I mentally was out of the relationship months before we had yeah. actually broken up. And it is a change of like lifestyle. It is it's mm. a loss. It's grief. Yeah, I read this thing on Instagram and it was really beautiful. And I I took the time to even write it down in my journal because that's how much I loved it. And it was like, you are going to have rage when you see him on the internet you are going to be sad when he finds a new girl you're going to wonder if she makes him laugh the same way you do if you have the same little intricacies if she wears the sweater that you always wore when you were cold you're going to remember the best the way he made you laugh and wonder if he does the same things to her and like you basically just like how much you will hurt but the thing you won't remember is the coldness and the reason why you didn't like the relationship or the reason why you were actually sad. You will, yeah. you will, you will idealize all the really good moments. And by God, feel all of that, but don't you stop living. Like mm. you can, you can absolutely walk around being so fucking heartbroken. But as long as you are still walking around, you are still winning. There is also a real sense of clarity in that that heartbreak you know what I mean I know when I like when I was I wasn't even dating the guy but like the he was so mean to me he was so Mm. mean to me all the time but he also showed me the type of attention that I like was not getting anywhere else and that'll be and that was like the first time I I had felt that and so I needed him to be the meanest possible way to be like I just needed him to be super fucking mean for me to just fully like separate, mm-hmm. I, for a little while I was like, I missed his arms, which is weird. I just no, like, it's you remember I wanted to like hold detail. his arms yeah. and stuff. And then after a while, I was just like, oh wait, what a piece of shit! I don't miss him at all. You just miss the I idea of him. I like the attention. I like there were certain parts that I really did like. He was like, yeah, yeah. Well, not but then, everyone's all bad, right? But I think um, I don't know. If Even we, Charles Manson, I'm sure, had some good qualities. No. I mean, I'm sure he was charming. Um, I also feel like you were talking about time and getting over things like that. I think that um, I wanted to just touch on this. We were talking about grief. So I'm in my hometown. We lost like a lot of friends at mm. different times to like different things, whether it was like a car accident or like an overdose. Mm. Um, I remember like when my grandmother passed away. It was very sudden. Like she wasn't old and sickly. Like she was fine, and, she, and then she just passed away. She was like my best friend, so I was like I was shocked about that. But even still, I was like, but it's a it's a grandparent, right? Mm. Like that's what they do. Mm. Um, and then when it started to become like my friends and yeah. my, you know, my just different things happening to my friends, it makes sense that I'm constantly worried about death mm. and it hurting because mm. I never really thought about it before. And then I thought of like how scared everyone must have been at the yeah. time, like right before in terms of like getting over that. I remember like going to my, what like he was younger than me too, like my one friend's funeral or his, um, uh, his wake and just like seeing everyone there so sad and Oof. like yeah. crying and he was like, he was 20, and um, I, I just remember, like, having that one moment, like, once we all got back in the, because a bunch of us, like, went together, and once we all got back in the car, we were just, like, we've got to do something together. Like, mm. let's go do something yeah. fun. So we, like, went to this one place back home, like, climbed this mountain, and, uh-huh. like, like, looked at the stars and stuff. But I think that one of the most important things about that type of grief mm. Is I hate when people say live every day like it's your last because that's exhausting and I feel like yeah. it's also a recipe for anxiety. Like yeah. I'm gonna fucking die tomorrow, <laughs> you know. And that's like really hard. And I have a really hard time like yeah. leaving people. I constantly think someone's gonna die. Like it's a mm. really really uh, hard thing to go through. But I think that the the important thing is to appreciate 
what you're feeling when you're feeling it mm -hmm. and appreciating the people like around you at the at the time yeah. sometimes also, like, not something you will really ever get like the loss of a friend or like the yeah. death of yeah. a friend versus like a parent or, or a grandparent or yeah. a parent like is different than like someone your age and that like could have been you or you know yeah well, I mean I don't know I don't I, I wouldn't know I can't really speak on like a parent the grandparent like that fucked me up but um it was it was still like enough removed but then when it yeah, when it was our age, it was also like I was th I was there. It was just that I was there, and I felt like I could have reached out more. Mm. You know, like I'm. Ooh, that's like the guilt stage. Yeah, of things. And it or the bargaining. Like, yeah, oh, and sometimes you just you don't know what other people are going through, mm. and you don't know how bad it is. And yeah. I think that that's like important too. Is that and I get like really oh fuck now I'm gonna cry. Oh, I feel no. like I feel like there was a big chunk of time like I feel a lot of grief over the fact that I've missed out on a lot of stuff and a lot of like human connection because mm -hmm. I was so I just there are times when I could have been closer to people that I lost mm -hmm. and that sucks and it wasn't even that that got me to like go to therapy and stuff I just but now I'm like realizing how that really like impacts you yeah like yeah. Be, don't be a dick to people like yeah appreciate the relationships you have yeah. like be fucking you never know what someone else is going through yeah. but also like it's a balance, right? Like you said, it's exhausting to be like, this big fucking emotional thing happened, whether it is like the loss of someone physically or emotionally or yeah. whatever it is, like you, that shapes you who you are and it's teaching you things about yourself and yeah. like you, it, it can affect you in every possible way, the way you now will interact with other people, the way you will form relationships. There are, of course, it's also like that feels to me like, yes, that sounds you're right that's the positive <laughs> way of looking at it but to me I'm like fuck no I'm not gonna figure out how I can be better because I like yeah. they're not here why sad. do I fucking deserve to be better they're gone they're yeah. it, they're gone they missed it I would Damn. like to learn a lesson from it and whatnot but it's still kind of like it just feels weird even though I know it's right and it's a good way of looking at it, it there's still no feels... wrong way to feel with this kind of stuff yeah like you're allowed to feel every single emotion yeah. and that that goes for any kind of getting over whatever it is you're going through like yeah there is no wrong way to do it because what you're doing in that moment is what's right for you. You see how frail everything is. Yeah. A lot of the reason with like relationships, I sort of steer away from it is, I don't know if I can fucking handle it. I don't like, yeah. no one likes loss. Well, <laughs> they say it's better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. I don't fucking believe that's true <laughs> because love fucking tears people apart. It can ruin, it can ruin the way you look at life. Everything is a fucking mess. We're all gonna <laughs> die one day, which to me is really comforting. I can't think about it. I mean, here's how I got it. I used to be terrified of death. Terrified. The thing that gives me the most comfort about death, and if this makes you anxious, sorry, but it helped me get over my anxiety, is that you don't remember anything from when before you were born. Mm -hmm. It was just black. It was just darkness. You had no conscious, consciousness. Mm -hmm. Conscience. You just consciousness. Yeah. You weren't aware. And I feel like there is going to be that comfort and peace whenever you do die. And it's like you're all you're worried about something that you're not going to be worried about once it's over. I truly believe that like whatever does happen when death does come for us all inevitably, that it's going to be a sense of comfort. Like it's going to happen. We have no control over it. And the more we try to control it, the more anxiety it's going to give us. I think that the one thing that I'm learning with all of it is that no matter how, no matter what you're going through, mm -hmm. try, like I'm trying to take a step back and realize that it's not as important as connection with other people. Well, it, it got morbid, but when does this podcast not?
Ooh, baby, baby, make that the log line. <laughs> Guys, what the fuck was that? Sorry. We, no, don't be sorry. We nailed it. We nailed it. <laughs> We're working on it. We want to give our shout outs for this week. Yes. Um, thank you guys seriously for writing to us. Uh, we want to give a shout out to Aloina.can, Wiwa Wang, and Momo Trash. I would like to give a shout out to the artists Kendra W. Kendra, Sophie Apple, and Molly Lenahan. Guys, the drawings you gave us of eighth grade Kate from last episode made us fucking. Wow, you guys nailed it. We almost have a thousand fucking reviews on iTunes. A thousand! A th Do you know how many a thousand is? A lot. That yeah. is, you guys, really, thank you for doing this. That's great. This episode wasn't that bad. It was okay. Tell us what you want to hear about next time. You can follow Kate at KTP on Twitter and Kate Peterman on the Instagram. You can follow me at Kelsey Dara on all the things. And adult shit. And adult shit. Uh, we have 100 followers on a Twitter <laughs> account that isn't even ours. But thank you, Brooke, for keeping that handle yeah, for shout us. shout out, Brooke. Have a good rest of the week. And we will see you next Wednesday slash Thursday. <laughs> well, hopefully the song had been playing for a little bit longer, so we'll just... Fucking I held bye. in a part for now an hour and 12 minutes. Do you want to say that again? Can you hear me? I held in a part for an hour and 12 minutes. I am so proud of you. Well, if, I, if I fart right now, my tampon's going to come flying. Okay, out. goodbye. Goodbye.